That's like our sermon. We're going to be ending finally. Whew. All right. Good morning. Hey, church. I love you guys. All right. Thanks. And uh, I'm so glad that you're here. Um, if you didn't get one of these worksheets on the way in, everybody should have a worksheet. Just go ahead and raise your hand right now. The ushers are going to bring you a worksheet. And or uh, if you'd like a pen, there's a free Jericho Road pen, our gift to you today, or a crayons, whichever one you like. Uh, so everybody needs to have one of these. You know, I know you were a good, studious church, so make sure that you have your uh, homework here, your classwork. Um, and what we're doing, this, uh, this worksheet has a couple of things that we're really thankful for. And this is for everybody, not just our kids. So uh, if you don't uh, want to write, you could draw a picture, you could write it down, uh, whatever, whatever it takes. So uh, get a pen, get a crayon, uh, keep your hand up until they bring you one. Now we're really doing this to get our minds and our hearts uh, on this wonderful topic of giving thanks. That's what we're going to be talking about today as it's our Thanksgiving Sunday. Um, it's a beautiful Bible concept, giving thanks. Uh, and by filling out this paper, believe it or not, you're actually going to follow God's will. It is God's will for your life today that you fill out this paper. And you're like, no way. How do you know God's will for my life? Trust me, we're going to get to a Bible verse about that. Okay, so so as you listen this morning and you're reflecting um, and you're you're writing maybe here and you're listening and you're hearing God's word um, and you're drawing a picture, um, I'd like you to sort of reflect and, and thank God. So some of these things are about stuff that's going on in your life or thanks that You know, it's really cool to have different things, but ultimately it all comes from God. In this series that we've been talking about, Living Worthy, we've identified that through spiritual wisdom and understanding, we can actually discover God's will for our lives, and we can discover how to live worthy of Him, pleasing Him every day. And we found out that that some of the things we could do is is we could do good works, and and we could lean on His strength to provide us endurance and, uh, and patience, and we could get to know him a little bit better. We're going to finish the fourth thing that we can do that comes from this passage in Colossians. It says the fourth thing we can do to live a life that's worthy of God, because I want to live a life worthy of God, is to give him joyful thanks. Check this out. This is the Colossians passage we're working at. We continually ask God to fill you with the knowledge of his will through all spiritual wisdom and understanding so that you could live a life worthy of the Lord and you could please him in every way. And here's how you do it, by bearing fruit in every good work, by growing in the knowledge of of God, by being strengthened with all power according to his glorious might so that you could have great endurance and patience. We dealt with those in the last few weeks. And lastly, by giving joyful thanks. Our fourth and final participle is giving joyful thanks to God. This, as with the others, is a daily, it's a, it's a present participle, which means we, we need to be doing it continuously. It needs to be today, because it's Thanksgiving Sunday, but it also needs to be tomorrow, and it needs to be the next day. But Thanksgiving Sunday is a really cool day, because we get to have this special day to reflect what we're doing all year long, giving thanks to God. So first things first, the Bible tells us the first big picture thing that we have to thank God for is this idea that we are connected to God through Jesus Christ, that we've been delivered from something to something, that that something has changed inside of us, and it comes from the next part of our verse. So it says, and giving joyful thanks to the Father who has qualified every one of you to share in his inheritance of his holy people in the kingdom of light. And so here's the basis for our thanksgiving. So this has got to be first and foremost, the number one reason when we look at God that we say, 
Thank you, God. I want to give you a joyful thanks is that he provides us an inheritance, his holy people an inheritance. He's qualified us to do that. And it is the Father who qualifies us for this inheritance. It is not our own work. We gain it as an inheritance. We don't earn it as a wage. Inheritance is the gifts that our parents give us because we belong to them. It's what they give us for being their kids. We don't have to work for it. You don't have to earn it. You get it because you're their children and because they love you. This is a point I want every single person to hear in this room today. From our youngest kids, if you can understand today, I want you to hear something. And if you're one of our older members, I want you to hear the same thing. We get to go to heaven, God's kingdom, not because of the good things that we do or because that we're good, but we get to go to God's kingdom because God is good, because Jesus is good. He came and he offered himself in our place so that we could have a place in heaven. Through Jesus, we, we can become children of God with access to his goodness. We don't earn it, we just receive it. Just like one doesn't earn an inheritance, they just receive an inheritance. And that's the incredible basis for joyful thanksgiving to God. The verse continues on this way. It says, uh, uh, For God, for He has rescued us from the dominion of darkness, and He's brought us into the kingdom of the Son that He loves. And so all who believe in Jesus, they've been rescued out of Satan's domain, uh, into the kingdom of, uh, from the kingdom of darkness, into the kingdom of light in which His Son belongs. That in and of itself is like a really good deal, to, to escape darkness and evil and death. And God says, in replace of that, you can leave that horrible kingdom and you can come live in the kingdom of my son, which has joy, peace, goodness, light, and love. And I don't know about you, but that sounds like a really good deal. The kingdom of light sounds way better than the kingdom of darkness in all passages of Scripture. And then the Bible continues on in this passage and it says, uh, so he's rescued us from the dominion of darkness into the kingdom of the son he loves. That person, the son, is in whom we have redemption the forgiveness of sins. So redemption has the idea of this legal ransom, that we were held hostage to our sins. And the price for that release, the price to get us to be released from our sins was paid by Jesus with his blood. And so this is one sense why pleading, uh, when we're praying, pleading the blood of Jesus in a right sense, not in a mystical or like a, supernatural, like a superstitious sense, but, but the reason we, we, we can come and pray uh, because of the blood of Jesus and our prayers have effect is because the significance uh, of Jesus' blood in spiritual warfare. It shows uh, that, that uh, his blood has, is sort of the receipt that we've been redeemed. So whenever the enemy tries to attack us or whenever we want to pray in power, we don't pray because we're so good and we don't get to ask God things because I'm such a good Christian. I get to show God like, hey, I have the receipt of Jesus. This is why I can petition these things. And if the enemy tries to attack me, I can say, hey, enemy, I don't belong to you. Here's the receipt. Here's my purchase copy that I've been ransomed from sin and now I belong to the the Father. So Jesus' sacrifice allowed for that. He allows for the forgiveness of our sins each and every one of us. Now, the the word for forgiveness in the ancient Greek is literally translated ascending away. So the Bible says what Jesus did is is we found redemption in him and he sent away our sins. They're no longer a barrier between us and God. Our sin and guilt are sent away because of what Jesus did on the cross. 
And so that's the basis. This powerful work of Jesus is the basis for why we can offer joyful thanks. It's got to be the, the, the firm foundation which we stand in. And, and I want you to hear really carefully that the Bible is saying that you should be giving joyful thanks, not just any kind of thanks. That it should be a joyful thanks. Joyful is like a really cheerful word. Joyful has gladness. Joyful has like delight. Believe it or not, joyful shares the same root word as grace, which is this beautiful word in Christianity. And so joyful thanksgiving has this, this brightness to it. And I'll tell you, you are not living a life worthy of the Lord if you are not giving joyful thanks. Let me say it again. You're not living a life worthy of the Lord if you're not giving joyful thanks. Joyful is the key here because there's other types of thanks. There could be a sarcastic thanks. Well, thanks a lot, right? Didn't really quite mean thanks. There could be a fake thanks. Hey, thanks, (laughs) right? There could be a sad thanks. Oh, thanks, man. And so there's all sorts of other types of thanks. But the the one the Bible is saying is, is there's a thanks that comes from gladness, from a place of light, from a place of hope. And that's the one that we give to God where we give a joyful thanks to Him. And I don't know who's convinced some people that the the Christian life is a downtrodden life or the Christian life is burdensome or even sad, but this passage teaches something quite different. That is not what the Christian life looks like. In fact, I would say that if you're not giving joyful thanks, then you're actually outside of God's will for your life. You're actually out of relationship with him, and you're not walking worthily. The whole passage is how to walk worthy of the Lord, and this is one of the things. If you find that in your life that you're not able to give joyful thanks, that you don't have a life that's full of joyfulness, where you're like, man, that's awesome. Oh, wow, I have this cheer. I have this gladness. I have this light. I have this goodness. If you find yourself not being able to give joyful thanks, that means something is amiss. You cannot live a life worthy of God. You cannot follow God's will in your life. If you don't have joyful thanksgiving, and it's not just like begrudging thanksgiving, it's got to be a joyful thanksgiving. And I think that sometimes as Christians, we miss this point, and people look from the outside into us, and they're like, oh man, those people seem so sad and terrible, and like, oh, like all the time. But if that's the case, then we have done a disservice to God, and we have missed what the Scripture says. We're talking about the will of God. It says, you want to know the will of God? You you search for it in all knowledge and wisdom. And the will of God is that you live worthy. The way you live worthy is through good deeds, through a relationship with Jesus that's intimate, personal, and unique. It's through not giving up and enduring through. And it's through offering joyful thanks. That's what Paul says to the Colossian church. You want to live a life worthy? That's how you do it. That's a summation of things that you need to do. Because we've got to have some things to do. We're going to know how to live worthy. And this is one of the big ones. And yet, oftentimes, I think Christians aren't living this way. I don't know. If people looked at you, do they say, man, that person is full of joyful thanks? I think we're really good at good works, right? They're like, yeah, yeah, they serve a lot. They do a lot of good things. They're really nice people. But are we full of joyful thanks? This may be a piece that we want to consider. It may be something that you want to pray about. Am I actually giving joyful thanks continuously? So uh, I, I don't think that... Um, that God is interested in sad sack Christians, you know, head hung low, looking all depressed and despondent all the time. I think the opposite is actually true. And if we truly wrap our heads around this, like that God loves us and he cares for us and like this actually makes sense to us, then it causes our worries to fade away. And it, it causes our worries to be replaced with actually thanksgiving. 
since I know that my inheritance is in heaven, then it's okay if I don't make as much money as somebody else. If I know that my inheritance is in heaven, then it's okay if I, I don't get that promotion. It's okay if I don't get into that college. It's okay if maybe that girl doesn't like me as much as I like her. Like Those things are all okay if this inheritance piece is true. If it is true that God loves me and that this inheritance is real, then my worries and the things of my life can fade away because I have this joyful thanksgiving that comes from God. See, often our ambitions and worries, they clog our joy. But if God is actually real and, and heaven is, is just a moment away, like we could all be there in like just a second, if heaven is actually real and, moment, and, and, and uh, heaven's a moment away, then why would I ca- let my temporary circumstances hurt my eternal joy? See, it wouldn't make any sense. See, if, if heaven is real, and I think it is, and if God is real, then why would it really matter what happens in this like tiny little breath of a life compared to eternity? You see, it couldn't steal my thanks. So something bad happens, maybe you get a car crash, you know, and your car's wrecked, and, and it was your fault, so you didn't even get your car paid back because you paid, only had liability, right? So that's a bummer. But it better not steal your eternal joy because that's just like a moment thing on this planet. It's just such a tiny, minuscule thing. And the enemy would love for, the, uh, for that to happen, for, for my jo- joy to be stolen. He's a master at getting us to look at the tiny, minuscule bit of what we don't have and miss the grandeur and greatness of the things that we do. He's fantastic at it, doesn't he? Like, think of all the things that you have. And what do we see every day that causes us to not give thanks? We see the tiny few things that we don't have. If only I had 10% more money, I could, I could buy a nicer car, or I could pay off my house, or I could, or I could. And we look at this 10% tiny little minuscule amount of what we don't have, and that becomes our whole life, and it steals our joy. That's a trick of the enemy. He does it all the time, and he does it effectively. We as, a, as believers, we could read the scripture, we could read our hearts, and we could say, you know what, I'm not going to fall for that one. I've seen that one before. I'm not going to fall into it. I'm going to give joyful thanks to God no matter my circumstances because my circumstances are temporary and God gives me eternity. So if our, our joyful thanks comes from God for all that he's done, then it frees me up to have joyful thanks for all the little things as well in my life. Because God provides even the little things. Not only has he provided the big salvation eternal thing, but God provides day by day. He provides amazing things for us, opportunities. And I'll tell you that you can't have too much joyful thanks. Like, don't worry, church. If ever you do, I promise I'll tell you. If ever you guys are like, man, you have way too much joyful thanks, I'll let you know. I'll tell you to dial it down. But but just like you can't have too much relational knowledge of God, oh God, I just know you too well. You can't have too many good works. You know, God's not going to be saying, no, no, you've reached your limit of good works. No more doing that. Neither is there going to be a limit of joyful thanks. You can't get to the place like, man, that guy is just too joyful. Why is he so joyful all the time? Oh, he's not a good Christian. That's never going to be how it is. If you give honest, joyful thanks to God, there is never enough of that. God's not going to say like, oh, You've filled up your limit of joyful thanks. Time, time for sorrowful bitterness now. You know, like, that's just not how it works. God says, you want to live a life worthy? Give joyful thanks. I'm going to give you a couple of my personal. My personal joyful thanks is that God adopted me as his son. He looked at me, saw what I was, and said, I'll take it. 
I would have looked at me and said, no thanks, that's the ugly dog at the pound. I don't want that one. But God looked at me and said, I, don't, I like him. <laughs> you know, the angels are probably like, what the heck? Who's the, yeah, the, that one was the ugly one, God. <laughs> Maybe God don't know. <laughs> I'm so thankful that God adopted me in, uh, into his family to be his son. Through Jesus, I became a new person. Absolutely. And uh, I can never thank him enough for that. And, and every day I get to enjoy the privilege of being his son anew. But I also give joyful thanks to God for providing two groups of people in my life. The first is my family. And this is reflected on, I, I filled out my sheet ahead of time, you guys. So if you're feeling that, I did mine a little bit ahead of time because I couldn't fill it out while I was talking. That would be really awkward. And so uh, one of the, the I, I put two groups of people that, that I'm really thankful for. The first is my, my family, my, my wife and my three kids. Like I think about them and they're, they're so much better than what I deserve. Like if you've met my wife, she's much better than I am. And my kids are much more fantastic than I am. And, and I don't deserve them, quite frankly. For the person that I've been and the choices that I've made in life, they are better than what I deserve. And so they are the very best part of me, aside from Jesus. And so I'm thankful for every one of you, uh, my family. The second group is my church family. Because like over the last 20 months, uh, you guys have uh, embraced me, you loved me, you allowed me to lead this church. Like, every step of the way, you've supported me. Like, even when it made you uncomfortable. Even when there were, like, noisemakers in service and that seemed insane. Like, you know, no one said, like, stood up, Pesh, Sam, what's wrong with you? Even though you felt like it, maybe. So even, even if I led you in a place that you weren't used to or, or something that, you know, that it wasn't, didn't feel so normal and it felt outside of your comfort zone, still this church offered support over the last 20 m- months. And so I can't thank you enough. You, church, you are kind, you're generous, you're loving, you're responsive to God's call in your life. I'm constantly amazed at how uniquely talented and good each of you are. And I thank God so much for this church, Jericho Road. Okay, so follow-up time, like on your worksheet. If you haven't been filling it out, (laughs) if you haven't finished your Thanksgiving worksheet, I'm going to ask that you would fill that out uh, or color it during lunchtime. Um, And you're going to, as we walk into the... uh, as we walk into the foyer here in the courtyard, you're going to see a line of clothespins. And I'd like you to, as you've filled this out, as an offering to God, that you would go offer a thanksgiving to God by pinning that up there. And maybe uh, have your, uh, help your kids. There should be enough clothespins there for everyone. If not, there's some there on the bottom. So as we finish this up today, our service, I'd like you to fill this out. Now, maybe you haven't had time right now. and Go ahead and do it during the lunchtime. That's okay as an offering to God, as part of our service. So we're going to do some things here. We're going to sing a song. We're going to do a little bit. Then we're going to go out as part of the service. It's going to continue into the courtyard. So you're going to go out there and say, like, here's God. Here's part of my service. I'm going to, I'm going to joyfully give you thanks for these things that are here. And you honor God. It's sort of like a prayer wall, but it's like a prayer, like a spider web kind of net. Um, okay. And so as individuals and in as a church, what a great opportunity to give thanks for all God has done in our life what he's doing today, and what he's going to do. So the praise band is going to come up right now, and uh, they're going to close us in worship. And then after this, we're going to actually join together for our annual Thanksgiving lunch. Now, service is on purpose a little bit shorter, so we can have time for that lunch. This is part of our worship service. And so if you're hoping to just ditch out and go away, that's fine, but that's between you and God. You've just ditched worship service, okay? So not to tell you, you know, drive safe if you're going to do that. Just be really careful because you'd be ditching worship service. So would you join us as an opportunity to 
worship God through eating together, through giving Thanksgiving when we're out at the lunchtime. Uh, and so I, I'd like to enjoy, uh, enjoy and invite all of you to come to that. Um, service was a little bit shorter because we do have all our kids in here. That is on purpose in case you were worried. And then so we have a little bit, 10 minutes extra time to have some lunch together. And so would you just join me right now as we're going to be filling out this, as we're hearing God's will for us, that God's will is for you to fill out this worksheet. Well, whether you do it or not, whether you do it in your heart, that's fine. But it is, His will for you is to give joyful thanks to Him. And so I want to give you that opportunity right now to pray to Him. Between you and He, what are some things that you're really thankful for? Just tell Him out. And then we're going to close in a worship song together.